0: All right, hello everybody, and welcome into 300 the IMT Fancast. My name is Chris. I'm your host, and today we will be recapping the Week Five Day One matchup between Immortals and Team Liquid Honda in the LCS. Now, before we get into the my reactions, rather, and the recap of the match, I just wanted to introduce myself uh, since this is the first episode of what is hopefully going to be a relatively frequently occurring podcast. My name is Chris. I've been a fan of the LCS for a while, but I never really picked a team to be a particular fan of until this summer, ironically. Um, I noticed that there was a lot of negativity surrounding uh, the Immortals League of Legends team, and I'm a big fan of some of the personalities on the team and where the team can be going in the future. I'm really a big fan of what they're doing in their academy system. Dardoch is doing a great job as the head coach. And they've certainly got a lot of great talent to develop and are very exciting as a prospective roster. And I thought that this was a great time to finally pick a team to be truly a fan of and to spread some positivity within the IMT and the LCS fan base. So I'm really looking forward to getting to talk to all of you and getting to know you. But let's start out with recapping the game against the EU giants of Team Liquid Honda versus our beloved Immortals. We're going to start out by looking at the draft for this game. So IMT started on the blue side, and in their first rotation of bans, they banned Talia, Zeri, and then Trundle in that order, starting out with the Talia ban, uh, which I think is rather good uh, against Santorin or Bjergsen, whichever would rather play it. Uh, Talia is really strong in the meta right now. It would have probably been a, a Bjergsen pick rather than a Santorin pick with his proclivity to succeed on mages, but with the TL bans on the red side, I think we see a strong trend here towards banning out control mages for PoE. Um, he's probably the best, one of the best, if not the best, control mage players in the LCS still. He hasn't gotten to show it a ton this season, unfortunately, with some of our results, but he is getting a lot better, and I feel like he still has a lot of that juice left. So TL coming out with the Azir and Oriana bans, and the Oriana ban is especially frustrating because I think that it would have been the perfect pick to round out the comp that IMT ended up going with in the end. Um, first pick for IMT ended up being the Poppy into a Seraphine and Gangplank counter from TL. With Whippo getting Gangplank, it's really hard for IMT to play the early not the early game rather the mid to the late game because Gangplank is such a strong scaling pick right now and Bwipo is very proficient on the champion. So when I saw that in the draft I was a little bit concerned because of Bwipo's propensity to carry on the pick but later on Revenge was able to pick the NAR, in which it can go even or even go plus in the matchup with GP and I thought that it wasn't a bad counter pick but uh, it was definitely unfortunate to see that getting picked out, but from the ban- from the band's perspective for IMT in this game, I feel like they could have sacrificed the Talia band to ban the Gangplank, or they should have just prioritized it themselves and picked it. I know it's not really a revenge champion, but with the current strength of it, I think that they could have succeeded in the game. Uh, If he were to pick and play the gangplank himself, the Trundle ban is obviously understandable, Santoran is the Troll King, so it was a good thing that they banned that out and not letting him get a hold of that champion. Um, On the second rotation of bans for IMT, going with the Wukong and the Draven ban, they weren't necessarily sure, and they even mentioned on the cast, if Han Sama was going to play Seraphine or not, because he had only been playing traditional AD carry champions. Draven is super strong in the meta right now, and Hans has played it historically in the LEC. He's played it several times, and he's been very successful with it. He used to be a Draven one-trick in solo queue as well, if I'm not mistaken. But the biggest thing that TL did really well in this entire draft was picking really good scaling champions. Obviously, Gangplank is an absolute menace in the late game, along with Seraphine. And then they also went on top of that with the Swain. Um, Bjergsen on Swain ended up performing incredibly well I don't think that he died a single time um, and he was incredibly successful setting up for team fights and was an, a great asset for them going forward and throughout the game whereas with the IMT comp that we ended up picking it was very early game centric and although we did get stuff done in the early game there just wasn't quite enough that was done and I think that a lot of it comes down to the Callista and the Nautilus pick. I really like the Callista pick, and I think the loss performed pretty well on it. All things considered, he CS'd really well, and he had some good presence in several of the different teamfights. But unfortunately, the Nautilus pick didn't have as much of an impact as I would have liked it to. The biggest thing with the Nautilus pick that I wasn't the fan of that I wasn't the biggest fan of was yes, it brings an extra layer of tankiness on top of the gnar. But in terms of the effectiveness in a team fight, I didn't really see it a lot. Um, there was a f- one of the fights near Baron in the mid game where they were able to blow up CoreJJ. It was effectively used, but I would have really liked to see the pairing of the Renata here. I don't know if it's a matter of the fact that Ignar just doesn't play Renata, but I think that it would have been a more effective choice into the team comp that TL had. Especially with the fact that the, uh, the Renata ult could have been really, really well used to uh, segment off like a core JJ engage or Swain trying to hit from the back line and trying to defend uh, your carry, which is, you know, obviously it's lost on the Callista or uh, PoE trying to go in on the Silas. And now with the Silas pick, I didn't think that it was terrible from PoE. I feel like there were several points in the game where he performed pretty well on it. Um, there was one part where he missed a Seraphine ult which would have completely flipped the fight, which was disappointing, but, I mean, it kind of is what it is. At, uh, at that that point in the game, they were already down a few thousand gold, so it didn't end up mattering too much, but that's just sort of an extra layer of cl- cleanness that you wish you would have seen. Uh, his laning was fine, and then there was a play for the second dragon, second or third dragon, that didn't end up going well. They kind of overforced their hand, and he didn't really, he didn't use the Swain ult at all uh, in the fight that he had stolen. I think that it might have been able to turn the fight a little bit more, But overall, I didn't have too many problems with the draft. Uh, Poppy is a good pick here. Uh, Kenvy played really well on it. He had several really good plays where he was able to knock away key components of TL from getting onto the back line of uh, IMT, which was fantastic. Um, But unfortunately, he wasn't able to have as much of an impact on the game as he wishes he would have, obviously, with IMT, unfortunately, taking the loss in this game. Now we're going to move on to some fast facts about the game. Our first fast fact is that First Blood actually went to Revenge on the Gnar. He was able to kill Whippo with an assist by Kenby's poppy. Um, it was a really clean play on the top side. Uh, revenge was able to catch Bwipo out and uh, turning into Meganar and getting the stun on him and then Kenby came through with the poppy and pinned him against the wall and they are able to get the 2v- 2v1 kill. It was very well executed by the team and it set up um, it set up revenge to be in a position where he could possibly carry the game on Nar, and it put him ahead of Bwipo by several hundred gold. The first two dragons were also claimed by Kenby, which accelerated the early game for IMT, which was incredible. Um, this was an early game comp and they needed to get a lot of stuff done in the early game. And by getting those two dragons, they established a very clear win con. Unfortunately, it would not be able to go through because TL would end up denying two more dragons, uh, we would get stuck on soul for a little while on soul point for a little while. And TL would deny two dragons away from us, but this was a really good showing by Kenby in the early game on the poppy. He was able to have a lot of influence around the map, played a lot of the team fights really well. Unfortunately, the damage for our, our team just wasn't there. Uh, and TL's, um, Meatballs, as they were called by the cast, were able to just stall out a lot of fights and extend them to a point where they were able to just win out. Uh, another great thing to point out from the early game is the early game rating, which is a statistic provided by Oracle's Elixir, which is a measure of a team's win probability as of 15 minutes. Uh, IMT was at 77.7 versus TL's 22.3 so obviously the early game was definitely going our way we just weren't able to build enough of a gap in the early game to create a meaningful difference uh, for the mid to late game. And it all came through in the scaling factor with TL's comp. Bjergsen playing Swain and Hansama playing Seraphine. Both very much hyperscaling champions. And they both went untouched throughout the course of the game. Neither of them died a single time. uh, And that created a near 2k gold lead for Bjergsen on the Swain over Power of Evil's Silas. And a 100% KP for Hansama's Seraphine. Hans was absolutely popping off for a lot of the game. Um, There were a couple of fights where he wasn't able to get in as much as he would have liked. Which led to IMT winning fights. But... He would come in on the backside of a fight as if we were like, there was a fight near Baron where Lost and Ignar unfortunately chased a little bit too far into the river. And it ended up costing us both of them. And I think that they got an ace in that fight as well. So it just, it was so close. The game was so close in many points. And that really leads us into a lot of my takeaways from the game is that although TL on paper is so much of a better roster, we took them down to the wire. Um, we took them to the very end of the game. There was a very good TP flank that was set up by uh, Power of Evil onto Buipo's gangplank on the bot side of the map. Um, and this was at the very end of the game. It was kind of a bit of a desperation play, but it did extend the game for another couple of minutes, um, where they were able to kill Buipo and then they turned two more kills in their base. But unfortunately, it was just a little too. It was too little, too late. Um, But the creativity was there, and the idea is what we should be taking away from this game. We should always go into a game expecting the best, and obviously a win is fantastic. But in a game against a team like TL that is so much more talented, just position to position on a pure skill level than we are, you have to take away that the team is having good ideas and good intentions to show that they are progressing as a team. I think that they did that a lot this game. Um, Revenge had a great performance on the NAR at multiple different points in the game, getting a solo kill on Bwipo on the bottom side, which was absolutely fantastic. The casters were going crazy. Uh, the tweet on Twitter was fantastic as well. The highlight is up there, and it was, it was great to watch. Throughout the whole entire game, it's important to... I, I said it earlier, but taking away that the team had the right idea for a lot of the game. Unfortunately, Lost and Ignar showed a lot of flashes of playing really, really well. Uh, The bot lane 2v2, they played it out pretty well, but in a lot of the team fights, they were unable to be incredibly effective. It just felt like Lost needed that just little bit extra damage. There were multiple times where the health bars were so low, but they just couldn't get it done. Lost had a considerable CS lead over uh, Han Sama on the Seraphine as well, which was good to see. But unfortunately, they were not able to have the impact in the team fights that I wish they were able to have. I have to say, my overall conclusion from this game is that it was a tough game against a really great team, and the squad held on to the very end, but was unable to pull it out. They played a great early game uh, with an early game comp, but it just wasn't quite enough to create the separation they needed to snowball the game and really pick it up and win. Um, TL had a really good, great draft, and they played their mid-to-late game really well, and it was was an unfortunate loss. But um, I'm really looking forward to tomorrow, where we play against the new and revamped TSM. Now, I'm a bit concerned as to how this game is going to go. I think that a lot of it is going to come down to how... Um, how Lost and Ignar perform against Instinct and Chime in the bot lane. I think that Revenge will be able to handle Soul pretty well. He'll either go even or he'll go, he'll go up on him. And then PoE and Maple will probably go even as well. But I think it's going to come down to if Instinct gets unlocked in the bottom lane and how Lost and Ignar can handle and contain him. But I do think that there is a good chance that we can win this game. And it'll be crucial for keeping our playoff hopes alive into the near future. And with that, I think that I'm going to wrap up this first recap and reaction to the game here. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Please follow the show on Twitter at 300IMT. And uh, also check out the show on YouTube if you want a little bit more of a visual component to the show uh, at 300IMT Fan Podcast on YouTube. All the statistics in this episode and for any future episodes are provided courtesy of Oracle's Elixir, not sponsored by them. Just an incredible website run by a great guy named Tim Seven Uh Thank you so much for listening to the show. I really hope to continue to provide entertainment and some positivity to the IMT fan base here in the near future. Thanks, guys.